You're listening to In The Moment with Liv and Bix. Hey, it's Liv and Bix, and you're listening to In The Moment with Liv and Bix, a podcast for unsuccessful actors. By unsuccessful actors, or are we? Hmm. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. It comes and goes. No, I agree. Yeah. It's my little poem of the day. I like that. It ebbs and flows. It comes and goes. That's nice. It sounds like like something like you would see like on like on Tumblr, like a girl has like it tattooed, like it ebbs and flows on one arm and then on the other side. And then there's feathers. It comes and goes. Yes, feathers. The feathers. Like dream catchers mm, like the birds the like silhouette the just like blast <laughs> yeah, birds, birds flying away birds. oh my or that sparrow oh my god oh yeah really bringing it back <laughs> we are <laughs> oh well i can't believe we were alive during that era i can't but you know what i mean like i can but it's also crazy how so crazy old not that we're old by any means but like, like you know what not. i'm yeah you know yeah, what I'm yeah. i know about. what you're saying i know what you're saying Anyway, what have you been up to? Welcome. Welcome, welcome to everybody listening. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to everyone listening. I've been noticing like this trend of like TikTokers and they're like, oh, like it's like we're on FaceTime. You know, it'll say like POV, you're on FaceTime with your whatever. And it's funny because I feel like our podcast is like that, but like not on purpose. We always just hop on and we're like, yeah, so what's up? What's going on? Like, Addressing nothing. Addressing no one. And <laughs> it's just, so people just feel like they're in it. You know, we're not like, hey, guys, we just start talking to one another. But I love I've it. heard. Me too. And and I've heard, I've gotten feedback. And I don't know if you like know about this, which I think you do. But like, I've had people say they feel like they're just like sitting at a coffee shop with their like best friends and listening to us chat. I love that. Yeah. So. Well, I have a coffee right now. So. Perfect for the setting. Oh my god, look at you. Like a bedazzled tumbler. It's just literally bedazzled tumbler. Purple with sparkles. With, yeah. And it has um what is that called? Those like powders, like oh the like healthy the, the like electrolytes. Electrolytes. Yeah, like that have all the minerals you like the oh like, like what that. what there's that one brand like liquid oh like liquid IV kind of like liquid IV. It's a mm. different brand. I'm not a fan of liquid IV. Me either. Yeah, I hate the taste. Right? Okay. It tastes super too fake. Mm -hmm. There's a line of fake, okay? I can handle fake taste, but when it's too fake, it freaks me out. Yeah, it's all of the like fake sugar taste. And there's no sugar in this one. Maybe that's why. Yeah, Yeah, because there's no sugar, there's probably a fake sugar. That's what gives most like fake things that taste because it's that taste of the fake sweetener that they use. Well, this sweetener is in different. Yours? It's good. I don't know. I have to go to the brand and go look at it. But this this uh, powder, so damn good. I can't remember the name, but I love the taste. It tastes... What's your go-to flavor? Really oh, raspberry salt. Because they're all salt packets. Oh, They're salt packets. Yum. So this one's a raspberry salt. So I put that in my water and it tastes like berries. It's wow. really good. Does it have like a salty like taste to it too? Yeah. Like, do you taste? Oh, it's salty. I love that. 
Ooh, oh my salty gosh. water and it's I love I think it tastes so good. No, I like yeah. really want to get that because I bought a pack of the like variety pack of liquid IV because yeah. I'm like, bitch, I don't drink enough water. And when I do drink water, I just constantly need to pee and it's annoying. So then I don't drink water yeah. and I need to be hydrated because I am like malnourished, essentially, honestly. No. <laughs> I need to take vitamins. <laughs> it's good. No, it's not. So I, I should <laughs> I'm okay, guys. I'm good. I drink like half and half every day, so I'm okay. But anyway, (laughs) how's it going? What's new? What's your life like? What is my life like? Well, I'm working, as you know, at my job, but then I'm also still filming The Squatchers, which is going well, and that is wrapping up soon. Hell yeah. Pretty much the whole film is in the can, except for not joking up just a couple scenes and that's it and the film is done and then it's going to as you know it is going to be screening in March so that will be a good time yeah when your movie comes out girl oh hell yeah so they're gonna be doing like a similar release like they did with Sky Hoshi exactly actually it's funny I just spoke to Kalani today and I asked him what kind of release they were thinking and he said they're thinking of doing a in-person release and then after the in-person doing a live digital premiere just like Sky Hoshi. Oh, nice. Yeah. So in-person and a live digital so that everyone has the opportunity to see it. Yeah. And for those of you who did not get to see Sky Hoshi, I mean, at least the digital premiere because that's what I watched, but it was like so fun. I felt like- It was- Like, it brought me back to when I cared about award shows, like, when I was little and, like, the VMAs Mm -hmm. would come on or, like, when I was in, like, college and the Grammys would come on and, like, all my roommates would get together and we'd watch the red carpet. Like, it gave me that dopamine feeling. And I loved it. So I'm excited. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm not saying this because I was in the film, but I agree. I think how Kalani and Stephanie orchestrated it was really it was done really well because it wasn't just a like here's the movie okay bye like they screened actually the live so they screened the interviews like and they screened the live premiere before the live digital premiere started so they screened like that event and then when the live digital premiere started the movie started and then after there was a whole q a so it's like that format It'll be something pretty similar to that. So if that sounds like your vibe or sounds like something you'd be interested in, you should definitely check it out. Hell but yeah. That's I'm what I've been up to. And auditioning. That's really a girl, you know, like every other actor just auditioning and Same working, old. you know. Have you been, because I know that you were getting like a shit ton of commercial for a bit, but then you were, you've been sending me this past like week, you've been sending me like a couple self tapes to help you choose and stuff. So I got, I'm so happy about this. If anyone's been listening to our episodes, you know that I, it's like that I like, yeah, I'm just not the biggest fan of commercial auditions. However, I do see how they're necessary, but I really enjoy narrative pieces. So I've actually had a few narrative pieces in the past couple of weeks. And that makes me so happy to read a script or even if it's just, you know, part of the script, the sides, like I'm very happy about that. Nice. I really am. I am so happy. <laughs> And you were so good in all of them. Thank you. Yeah. So fingers crossed that I see something come from these auditions. But regardless, I will say I am happy. I am so happy with the work that I put out there. So yeah, it's like regardless of 
booking the role or like getting a call back or anything at least it must feel like the ball is like rolling again in a way I have a feeling that a lot more auditions are gonna start like flowing in for everybody and like especially New York because you're not the only person that I hear from in New York that is like what the fuck where are all of the yeah so hell yeah I'm excited and you did put out great work and I love when like friends come to me and they're like hey can you help me pick because me too I, really I also love, love it. doing it me too <laughs> I love watching tapes and mm-hmm. yeah I uh, talking about watching tapes I don't know if anybody knows but there is a what's it called it's a fellowship program for people who want to do casting. So it is a two-year program. It's called the Miranda Casting Fellowship. So just talking about watching taste, but if nobody knew, and if nobody follows the Telsey office, you could check it out. But basically it's designed to help, like it's professional development for people who are interested in casting and for especially underrepresented artists in this industry. So is it so the fellowship is for people who want to get into casting? So the program I'm assuming is like kind of training people to work. It's a deep dive into learning about casting. Wow, that's actually so. If you want to be on the other side of the table, and they're offering opportunities, and you have to apply, of course. But over the course of two years, it's a full time salaried position. Oh damn! Yeah, so. And you'll be working intensely with casting directors, associates, and assistants. That's what I understood from reading. Yeah, that's honestly really cool and interesting. And if it wasn't, like, I mean, it's great for people who actually want to be in the casting world. Because before before you said that it was, like, a full-time salary position, I was going to say, like, go undercover as an actor. Like, be stealth. But, like, I'm sure there are workshops that actors can go to that are, like, meant for casting directors. Because, yeah, a two-year full-time thing would not make sense. Yeah, two-year full-time thing. And, yeah, especially for an actor, you have auditions. But then I thought about applying for this. It's funny. This this is the second year they're doing this. So I thought about doing this, like, when it first came out, just because I – love looking at tapes. Mm -hmm. I actually love looking at other actors work and whatever. So I thought, oh, maybe I can try this. But then I thought about the flexibility as an actor, like what we need. And I think it may be geared towards someone who is just focusing. Yeah, like the requirements wouldn't allow you to pursue acting as well. Right. Because, yeah, but Anywho, for anybody who's interested in casting, there you go. Check out the Telsey office. I'm over here like, damn, bitch. Like, you have me thinking, like, is there a way that I can get myself paid by watching tapes? Because I love tapes. But it's funny that I'm saying that because I made a list of things that I would potentially talk about today because I feel like the last couple of podcasts, I, like, have not had any trains of thought or made sense. So I'm starting (laughs) to, like, write things down. And it's funny that I just said that sentence out loud about getting paid because one of the things that I have been thinking about and like wanted to talk about on the podcast, but I still don't really know how to articulate what I mean is Mm -hmm. I really struggle with monetizing anything. Like I, Mm -hmm. that's why I really like, I did the TikTok thing like hard with like my fashion videos and this, and I did some like brand deals and all of that. But like, 
there's something inside of me that and you know and a lot of people I feel like feel this way too but for them it's more of like an imposter syndrome thing they're like oh who am I to like take money and like give knowledge like what do I know for me it's more just like I don't want to take money from people or try to trick people into buying things that they don't need or just like essentially just like taking money from people is really hard for me to do so it's funny to me that now I'm sitting here I'm like oh how can I get money from these actors watching self-tapes maybe not from actors maybe from like I don't know but I don't know I've, I've been thinking about that a lot like even with stuff with the podcast and like I know we've talked about this before like yeah off the record of Mm -hmm. you know just like selling services and I'm just like something about that is just like I'm like I don't want to take anyone's money and I don't know if that's a problem um no I don't know about problem because I think I see where you're coming from and I don't necessarily want to say like that's a big problem like no that's pretty fair what you're saying I think and it's coming from a really genuine place which is great because not everybody I think thinks that way they just go what's a way to make money off of people even if they know that someone may not necessarily need it so I think that's actually but I think this is a great conversation to have because my opinion on that is yeah if someone doesn't need it I also agree like I'm not gonna charge for it I also very strongly and firmly believe, and I think we've also talked about this on the podcast, Mm -hmm. that people, this is why it's fucked up in my brain, because I believe people should be paid for their services. If they provide you a service, if they do something for you, help you with something, make something for you, they should be paid for their service. So I want to make it clear to everybody out there. I'm not saying that. It's more of like a- Oh, I didn't think that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are certain things that- For example, someone comes to me for advice, which I have had happen to me quite a few times, actually. People come to me like, hey, Liv, wondering X, Y, Z, whatever. And I'll give them information that I know. I'm like, yeah, this is what I know. Like, try this or whatever. That I'm like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable to be like charging someone for that information when it's just like little piece of advice. However, if someone were not saying people do, but if someone were to come to me and say, hey, I need help with my career. I'm wondering, and they have a list of things they want to know. It's like, in yeah, like I, that, I'm like, this is my time. And this is a right. lot of my knowledge and a lot of stuff that I had to learn on my own. Yeah. That now I'm and, right. So there are certain things. And I think, uh, what's her t- name on TikTok talked about this and she put it so eloquently, but Gabby on TikTok. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. She's another actress that we follow on social media and she gives really great advice, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like many actors. Yes. And she has a lot of services through her yes. membership and like, that's not the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. She 100% has yeah, incredible that, information. I, I well, love that's just her. an example. Yeah of instances where I think like you should pay someone right uh, that I do think there are instances where there are people who give advice that does not need to be paid for which it's a very fine tricky line but there's Mm -hmm. certain things that yeah I don't want to keep talking no you're kind of like changing my mind honestly like okay no you are you're like helping me realize because what I was thinking to myself was like if an, say an actor wanted to like send me their self tape to look at and like 
be like, hey, like, do you have any tips for me or something? Like in my head, I'm having a revelation right now. I guess it is imposter syndrome because I'm thinking to myself, like, who the fuck am I to give you advice? Just like you said, <laughs> like, who the fuck's going to yeah. come to me for a career coaching? Like people yeah. may and you have really great information you could give to people. And I'm sure that somewhere in my silly little brain, I have good information to give to people too. And we should be compensated for our knowledge and time in like whatever parameters that means for us. So yeah, you kind of just like completely changed my mind. But I still disagree with like, like influencing and like, brand collabs and like all of that like fucking capitalist consumerism bullshit my opinion on that has not changed but thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah no but I think um but yeah I just have imposter syndrome I don't need to keep talking about it (laughs) damn maybe yeah Cool. <laughs> I think we all we all, we all do. A bit of it. Yeah. I just what I just said was a great example of imposter syndrome. I just yeah. said, "Who the fuck am I yeah. to get to be career advice?" However, many people. I don't want. I'm not sitting here. This is not a gloat. Gloat. I bitch. do get people. No, but I was like, I think this sounds a little like. I think this can come off cocky, but I, in no means, uh, mean it that way. But I do have people that come to me, and actually do ask me for advice about agents managers they ask me like about like where to network or coaching or I get people that do come up to me and ask me these yeah. I'm not making this shit up I promise like you know I those videos it. where people go I know all my followers have been asking me about my skincare <laughs> routine and then in the comments everyone's like nobody, nobody asks like, like, like and but you know what I'm talking about like, like that joke yeah when they're like, I know everyone's been asking. Everybody's like, been no dying been to know. To know. Right. So I don't mean that in that way at all. But I'm not lying when I say I've had people either DM me or in person ask mm-hmm. me about things regarding acting and how I went about XYZ. Yeah, I agree with that. And my, I think what my problem is, is I need... Well, no, maybe you see, I am a flip flopping like a flip flop because I love giving people information. (laughs) Like if people ask me something about something that I like, I will talk to you about it and tell you every single thing that I know. So when it comes to stuff with acting, because it's become such like a hyper fixation of mine, like especially since switching the podcast over. So now it's like, yeah, kind of majority of my life so when I'm on like set or when people like dm me I do go off I'm just like this is every single thing that I know and I tell them everything me too you know like I do the same thing so I don't want to stop doing that but I could relax (laughs) (laughs) I agree Bex I'm very generous with the information Mm -hmm. I think that I give when someone asks I will go into detail yeah best believe I love that for us Yeah, I think that's actually a great trait to have to be so willing to help other people. I just got an email for a a VIP invitation to the 2024 Oscars nomination party. Ooh, how do you get that? So a friend of mine goes to these parties and, you know, they have like pre-Oscar parties, pre this kind of party, whatever. Yeah. And like essentially anyone can go. You just have to like join the RSVP. And then from then on, you just keep getting emails inviting you to the parties all in the future. But yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. 
I didn't like, either until like I was out and my friend was like, do you want to come with us to a pre-Grammy party? And I was like, yeah, bitch. So I signed up, but I didn't it? go. I didn't go because I ended up, <laughs> I ended up booking, I think this most recent feature that I did. And it was like the oh, weekend okay. before. So I was like, I'm not trying to get COVID because COVID was like going around. COVID is still very alive and yeah. well. So I didn't go because I was like, it I'm not trying to. It was just more so in the height of it. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't go. Maybe I'll go to this Oscar party. Ooh. But anyways, what's going on with you? What is going on with me? Oh, I did a table read this past weekend for oh my, my the short that I'm doing in April. It's called American As, and it is pretty much like a whodunit, but on the set of the great American Bake Off. So a play on like the great British oh! Bake Off. I remember when you booked this. Yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. I'm happy that we finally got to meet each other because we got cast in this like late December. So it's been a really long time. But Oh, whoa. How was that? How was meeting everybody? It was great. It was a lot of fun. The script is, it's very funny, but not in a in-your-face kind of way. It's very subtle. Yeah. The... Is it more dry humor? Is it like office humor? The office that dry it's a little, humor? Yeah, kind of. The writer-director, she's also British. So I feel like it has... Oh, yeah, because the office, the original It was originally yeah. in the UK, yeah. So yeah, it definitely has that more dry type of humor. And it's very funny. I love that. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. I am super excited for... I mean, I'm super excited for all the projects that I'm working on. But this one especially, I'm just like... The scene that I get to do is going to be a lot of fun. And I'm just thinking about what my reel is going to look like in like two months. And I'm like, bitch. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to have all this footage. And what's great is everything you booked. It's such a range. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have so much to choose from. You have this action adventure. Then you have this freaking, you have more comedy heavy. And then you have something that is comedy- dramedy I'm thinking about Barbenheimer mm-hmm. is what I'm referring yeah. to so yeah like- Barbenheimer is definitely a yes very like comedy very comedy but yeah it is really going to be a great range of stuff I'm also shooting this week on I mean oh when, when this comes oh, out the monster film I forgot about that one too so the monster film is what is coming out in March I just did ADR for it last week and I got to see little clips, obviously, for like doing the ADR, and it looks so cool and so spooky. Oh my god! Oh, I, I can't wait. I actually have like a little fun piece of trivia because yes, yes. so I show up to my ADR session, and I I may have known. I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, did I read in the email that they were going to interview me after? And like, I just can't bring myself to look at the email to see if I was wrong or not. But I didn't know. That we were doing an interview. So I'm just glad that I put makeup on and blew out my bangs because I wasn't going to. Oh, no. But in the interview after doing the ADR, the director was asking me like, oh, what was like the hardest part, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't like the, the or like, how did you prepare? And the only thing that I kept thinking about was my fucking accent where I was like, hello. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's all so I talked funny. about in the whole interview. Every question he asked me, I was just like, 
I don't know how I prepared. You sprung this accent on me and I freaked out. So I just went on and on and on until my entire face turned red about my accent. But he told me that my accent ended up being his favorite accent of the film. And I was like, you know what? There you go. I'm putting that on IMDb as one of the trivias for the film. So look at me. I love that. Look at that. You were like, oh, I think I have the worst. And it turns out you have the best. I mean, it's probably just because he's probably like, oh, I've never heard this before because it's nothing. (laughs) You don't know that. I was always excited to see it. I was scared though. But now I'm a little bit more excited. Yes, because I have a little bit more confidence in my performance. You're like, yeah, if he loved it, it clearly couldn't have been bad. So I guess love that for me. But yeah, love that for you. And then on Thursday, I'm shooting the short with a friend of mine. She is a like creative director, wardrobe stylist, hair and makeup. Like she's incredible. She's doing wardrobe on this short, and she reached out to me because they needed an actor, and I was like, hell yeah! So that's this weekend, and we're doing it this week, and we're doing it like in the woods at like this campground, and there's snow up there right now. What's the story? Can you share anything? I, again, you see, I never know. Okay. (laughs) I never know what I'm allowed to share. But all I will say is it's set in the 70s and it's about like kind of like camping and it's a thriller. So Mm. a camping thriller in the 70s. Is it like X vibes? Wait, what's X? Oh, no, I've never, you know, I've never seen X or... Pearl? I think it took place in the was this seventies. I think, I think it was so. Seventies. I think it took place in the seventies, and they went to I don't know if you call it a cabin or no, it's a farm. They went to a farm and they did their little thing, and it was a thriller horror. Mm. So, anyways, I don't know why my mind went there. Yeah, that's the girl but, who's like, she's like, I am a star. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, but that's the prequel, the prequel. to X. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen any of those, and she is incredible and talented. I don't know why I haven't seen them, yeah. but I should. X is really good. I would love to see the prequel, though. I heard the prequel is amazing, but yeah, X is good. And Jenna Ortega is an X. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Oh, well, I said we should talk about what we never spoke about, which is that audition that we both Oh, my God. And it's been so damn – it's been almost a month now Yeah. since that audition. <laughs> so Bix and I, this has never happened – since we've known each other we went since into high school when we did a chorus line <laughs> we've never literally we've never went in for it was uh I think yeah it was for a feature and the sides were interesting yeah it was quite an interesting project I want to preface this even though I don't need to preface this by saying this but I will I have become extremely 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 annoyingly picky with the auditions that I Mm. accept Mm. this one this is good this is a great segue into that I think this is important to talk about yes I um it's only the end of February and I have declined I think like six auditions and I'm not saying that to be like, oh my God, look at all the auditions I get. But like, we're in LA, you guys, if you're also in LA, you know what some auditions coming in are looking like. There's a wide array of reasons. I'm just saying like, I've become extremely picky just because I've like also been feeling myself like burnout. Like I'm definitely in like a little like mini burnout phase of 
everything. But yeah, so we both got this audition. It was for a feature. It looked really interesting. Even the people like working on it looked oh yeah like you know legit they had good work so they did yeah so that's why I moved forward with it I'm sure similar to you yeah yeah their previous work looked very legit and then also the people like you just Mm -hmm. said attached to the project seemed like they were legit people yeah so but yeah but then you look at the sides and I was also talking to a director on the set when I was just filming this past feature and he is actually the director of all six Sharknados. His name is Anthony and he's really sweet. And I think I've talked about him before, but he was also like extremely generous with his time and his knowledge. And we were talking about how still to this day, poorly men write women characters. And it's like an epidemic. (laughs) Like it's really not comical but I think that was a big issue with these sides I do believe a lot of the times men struggle to write full dimensional female characters and I and it's it's interesting yeah these sides in particular there were three female leads and all the sides, like I can't say all the sides, but I, we know at least positively because Bix uh, went in for two of mm-hmm. them and I went in for one of them. So we know that two of the sides were almost identical. However, they were for two female leads and... And like extremely different character breakdowns. Yes. Descript- like, but they were saying and doing and acting the exact same way. The exact same way. And then when it's in the side, there's sometimes they give you the like intro, like, like just like FYIs, like the top of the scene or yeah, like context. follow just to like, provide context. Exactly. And there was another woman and she was saying almost the same thing to yes. her partner. So it seems. And it was women just fawning over men. their partner, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Fawning over men in these sides. For pages and pages. I get that sides are, it's not the whole script, right? And some, it's definitely, I just want to preface this that we understand it's not the final product. For or those that sometimes are like, just, they're also written, like they're not even pulled from the script. Like they're written exactly. specifically for an audition. So I like, yeah, we get that too. It was just an interesting take to have all these women read for all these three different women, but have all the sides essentially not only be the same, but very shallow. I'm sorry, but the sides were, in my opinion, pretty shallow and just stroking my partner's ego. And it's also like, I understand maybe in this film, there's like an element of all of these couples kind of having just like the dynamics of there being three couples so of course we're gonna see moments of like intimacy between whether it's like physical or whatever we're gonna see like these intimate moments between characters but it still begs the question of why were these okay I'm now I'm just being a bitch why were these scenes like even chosen for the audition, like it's not, and I think that's an okay question to ask anything. because I don't think it's a bitchy thing. I think it's a it's a genuine question, and I think that's okay to ask, especially 
when we are receiving these sides. Yeah, I'm just like, what this really short side that's already seeming extremely shallow and like misogynistic coded, but also doesn't show anything about the character. Like, how are you? Maybe I should go to this fucking casting workshop because I'm over here. Like, I'm a casting director. Like, what kind of sides are you choosing? (laughs) Same though. But I mean it. (laughs) But also same. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Uh, that, that was just something I that we thought was pretty interesting that happened to both of us. And but yeah, I hope it ha- happens more though because I love when I know friends of mine are reading for the same characters because I'm just like I just like like I said like I just like to talk about the things that I'm doing and experiencing. And if somebody else yes. is doing and experiencing the same thing, we I'm both were able to relate. Yeah. Yeah. Both of us were like, what did you think about this? And what did you think about that? And we we're just yeah. giving feedback to one another. I hope within like this next year, we somehow get cast in the same project. I agree. That would be fantastic. That's so funny, though. When we both uh, went in for this audition, I also was like, oh, my God, imagine, like, we were on set together. Imagine we got flown out together. We like, get flown just out. Just imagine. Right? We share a room. We did, like, it'll be so cute. This is taking a hard left. But oh, I shit, also go. think this should be talked about. <laughs> that... Nudity in films and TV with absolutely no backing or reason. I'm fist pumping, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just think, and what's his name? Henry Cavill said this so eloquently. And I'm not going to say it as eloquently as he did. But I really do like that, how he talked about intimacy and, like, sex and nudity within film and how sometimes he thinks it's done so it's almost so carelessly and just doing it just to do it, but it has does not help move the story forward. It's just there to be there. And he's very he's also, I think from what I understood, from what I read, is that he's also pretty like, I don't know if you're picky, but like kind of like he doesn't agree with that. Like just having what I just said, just nudity for nudity, sex for sex, but no other reason, just for like shock value. Uh, yeah, Only. that's ex- essentially yeah what it is. Yeah, I was. Those were not his words, by the way. He just said something along like the lines of, "Right, no, I agree, and I feel like everybody obviously is entitled to their own opinions, and you know, artists make work however they make their work, and so you know, to each their own, essentially. Right, but no, sure. I I do agree." Especially as I've gotten, and I think we've talked about this as well, but like, especially as I've gotten older, I think I've I've gotten a lot more reserved in that regard, just like in general of like, even like within like my personal life and everything, I've just like, I've gotten older and more exactly what I just said. But it's funny, I was just out to lunch with a friend of mine, Ari, and we were talking about this, how... Just like how like our both of our comfortability levels with sex on in movies and TV and nudity and everything. And we kind of like fall in the same place, her and I. And we were saying like the image of seeing like a naked man's like ass just like 
pumping on screen is like Ew. night. Exactly. It's nightmarish to me. I'm like, I, I don't cry. I don't Why did you put that image in my mind? <laughs> I don't want to see a man's ass on my screen. I'm sorry. I just like yeah. I, know. I don't need it. So <laughs> I hate this for me. <laughs> I'm like now I have this like image I wish was not there. Exactly. <laughs> And honestly, I do have to say, and this is pretty serious, like, this is pretty serious, it's not serious in the spectrum of the world, but um, right. a lot of TV, like, every, like whenever I do tapes with Vass, he's always trying to shout out the online actor. He's always, like, telling, he's like, oh, have you, wait, this reminds me of this scene. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Or this character? Have you seen this show? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And he, like, he's always like, what is going on with you? But- I don't watch a lot of like new TV because I feel like all of it. Now I sound, this sounds like a Christian. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. But I, I am like, I'm genuinely like scared to watch a lot of new TV because I feel like everything is just like, I have not seen one episode of Euphoria, but like same here. But because of the content, it's very dark, and it's almost Euphoria is also triggering for like a lot of other yeah. reasons. But I'm just talking about like that. Like I, I haven't seen Saltburn either, but I I've heard oh. a lot about Saltburn, and like it's very just like sexually like explicit and everything. And I'm fucking sex positive. Do what you want, like blah 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 but like I'm scared I'm scared to watch TV because I feel like I'm just gonna see a bunch of fucking pumping asses and like titties all over and like (laughs) (laughs) I love titties though I do but it's so funny you say that because but yeah when it comes to intimacy nudity whatever that's fine if it's gonna propel the story forward if it matters in the context of the scene so be it like I don't it's fine But when it's just excessively done, where it's just, for example, granted, I get what I'm about to say, but there's a show of sex on Netflix and, or sex life. And I get it. It's called sex life. Like when you're tuning into a show called sex life, like what do you think you're watching? Right. So I know that. I know that people, but when I was watching it, it was great. That was actually like, it was so good. I binged season one and two. It's so damn good. But there were so many, there were parts where like they were, you can tell it was so blaringly obvious that the characters were having sex just to have sex. And it was just not needed for the storyline at all. Like it was just no reason. Like they just, just constant. And it got to the point where, and this is how I know when it becomes too much for me, when I'm fast forwarding, all through the sex I because on Netflix you can see screen by screen so I'm just like when is it over when is it over okay and then I'll like unpause it to like where they start talking again and I just think if I'm doing that that just means it's too much but then again I know that's not for everybody but for me I'm like sex here and there amazing but when it's the whole fucking episode where you're fucking for 45 minutes and there's actually only 15 minutes of speaking I'm like why why? Like, why? What's like, going on? I think um a show that like this is the throwback with Sex in the City. I think they did it so. Oh perfectly. my god! One, I completely like, agree. 
like Sex in the City, they obviously have sex. It's in the fucking title, but they also there was such an incredible storyline in that show. And they didn't have it like constantly. Yeah, I agree. No. What's really funny about that is I grew up like watching Sex in the City way before I should have because it yeah. was on WB11. Friends would be on, and then Sex in the City was on, and then Frasier was on, and I would always watch Sex in the City. But the WB11 version, obviously the network version, they cut out all the nudity and like sex scenes. Right. So when I was little watching it, I thought that was the show. So when I started watching it like a little bit older and watching yeah. the full episodes, I was like, I remember being like, 13 and like all of a sudden seeing all of the like Ugh. nudity and sex scenes and I was like what the fuck I didn't know this was the show yeah so yeah that's really funny but I, I completely agree with that I did an audition and forgive me if I've already told the story but I did an audition got you actually read with me I got a callback hey. and in the callback we had to talk about the nudity that was specific for this character and the way that it was mm -hmm. described in the breakdown was that like nothing would really be shown like there would be nudity but like I'd be like covering so you'd just yeah. see like you know whatever so you're not gonna like see nips essentially and I'm in this callback with this director and he's just like we're talking about it and he was like you know what you know what I tried I tried everything and I really thought about it, but there's just no way around not doing full topless. To tell the story, I just needed to be full topless. Like there's no way around it. And I was like, okay, so you like want to see my titties? I literally said that to him. And he looked at me and I was like, well, not you essentially, but like, that's what you mean. And he was like, well, yeah, it's just like I've seen the ones where they try to cheat it and it just looks fake. And I was like, okay, cool. So you want to see my titties? I did not get that part. <laughs> Safe to say he went, oh, okay, she's not going to show her tits. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just like, don't like, don't try to sit there and like put on your fucking mm -hmm. artist hat with me for your, your short <laughs> film that what it was mm -hmm. about, like. I read it. You sent me the whole script. They're like, there's no way that you needed titties in this part or else the whole <laughs> fucking thing. It was a small, Falls apart. yeah, a small supporting <laughs> fucking role. Like, are you joking? So like, don't I, that's what I get pissed about is like, don't try to sit there me and be a too. man and tell me what parts of my body you need to see to make your story work. Like, get out of here, bitch. It's like, then count me out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bye. there's like certain things I will do. Yeah, we already talked about this. Yeah, there's just boundaries, baby. Boundaries. And there's like, and, and you okay can tell. Have them. You can tell the vibes too when it's like, oh, okay, I see. Like, you just want to get a girl topless in your short film. Exactly. You can always tell when the nudity like moves the story forward, or it makes sense, or whatever. Or they're just doing it for shock value, essentially. Right. For someone right. to turn out and be like, oh my God, tits. Like, and no other reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except for that. Yeah. yeah. So I, when things are, in my opinion, tastefully done, I get it. Or in the style of the show, I get it. Yeah. But it's always, I hate the ones that are, like what Bix says, so blaringly obvious that they're just doing nudity just for the sake of doing nudity, but not to support the story. Yeah. So... Not uh, my also cup of tea. Mine. 
Yeah, it's also not. You want to know something psycho? You know how Actors Access will be like, oh, you haven't updated your size card in this much time. So I went to update it and I was looking at all the little boxes that I checked and they have a box for like, are you willing to do partial nudity and like full frontal? Yeah. I had full frontal checked off. Oh, that like I was gonna do it <laughs> that makes sense but see that makes sense now if you're saying you're getting auditions where they're like yeah you gotta show your titties you maybe your they're titties. like but you said you'd show because I oh had par- God. I knew that like partial nudity <laughs> I was like <laughs> when did I put this like when did I check this box like it was probably years ago when I was like just desperate to book anything so I'm just like yes I'll do also, anything when we're young like things change. Yeah, for sure. Oh no. Okay. I just looked at mine. Okay. You've literally had me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I just went right now to check. I was like, what am I? Okay. So I have, will you do partial nudity? I said, yes, which is still the same for me. I will do partial. Mm-hmm. I says, will you do full nudity? I had no. So no. Good. that's also still the same. However, I do agree though. When I was younger, I think I was just definitely more lenient, but yeah, as I got older, that regardless, it changed. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I know. I'm like, damn, I was clicking crazy buttons. <laughs> You're ready to risk it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Risk it for the biscuit. You know, gotta do what you oh gotta God. do. That's so funny. Well, this was a lovely episode as always. Lovely chatting with as you. always. Love it. We do have our Instagram where we are posting some clips of the podcast, whatever is going on. Also, our Instagram, if you're on our stories, you'll see us like on set. I know Liv's been doing a lot of stories like filming Squatchers. I'm going to be filming this week, so I'll be putting stuff up on the stories as well while I'm up in the woods filming that thriller yes do it follow us on tiktok we also post a lot of like vlog style videos and just like all kinds of info if you guys are on there you know what's you know what's up sorry our instagram is at itm with live and bix and our tiktok is at live and bix and check out the online actor and yes online actor and if you do want to try out a class please be sure to use our discount code it's itm20 for 20 percent off And yeah, feel free to rate and review us. Leave us five stars. We would love that and appreciate that. And we will catch you guys in two weeks. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into The Moment with us. Our amazing cover art is by Kalani Hubbard, photo by Elena Latona, and our podcast is edited by Rebecca. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at ITM with Livinvix. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, if you're feeling extra generous, we won't hate it if you rate and review. Bye!